In today's world, law and happiness are two words that seldom appear in the same sentence. Welcome to episode 18 of What We Believe and Why with pastor, author, and teacher Dr. George Byron Koch. Today we continue our discussion of covenant living and the apparently ironic freedom found in the law, specifically the law of Moses. Let's get to it. Here's George. When we quit last time, we were beginning to look at the law, the Torah of the Jews. It comes from the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Collectively, these are called Torah. And we started to look at this and ask the question, why does this matter to us as Christians? Well, It's because rather than as rigid rules imposed on an unwilling people, the law, the Torah, is seen by Jews as the profound and life-giving guidance of a wise, loving, jealous, and all-powerful father for his children's well-being. This guidance is not given to juvenile recipients, but to adults who choose to live and work as God's partners in the healing of the world. His Torah, his instruction, is his gift to them in this partnership. Consider these words from Psalm 119. Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Your commands make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more insight than all my teachers, for I meditate on your statutes. I have more understanding than the elders, for I obey your precepts. I have kept my feet from every evil path, so that I might obey your word. I have not departed from your laws, for you yourself have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey in my mouth." I gain understanding from your precepts. Therefore, I hate every wrong path. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. This psalm, Psalm 119, is the longest in the Bible, and it goes on and on with praise for the law, not grudging acceptance or legalistic adherence nor petulant rebellion, It proclaims the law is a blessing and a sure guide for those who obey it and declares deep love for the law and thanksgiving for the lawgiver. God is seen as demonstrating his grace by teaching his ways to his children through the law. The psalmist says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And also, I take joy in doing your will, my God, for your instructions are written on my heart. The author of Hebrews in the New Testament also echoes the psalmist when quoting Jeremiah from the Old Testament with these words, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. So the idea that Christians have a superior understanding of the law 
and the Jews follow it in attempting to prove themselves righteous, should be a bit suspect by now. Even the author of Hebrews, who really makes the case about freedom from the law, quotes Jeremiah as evidence. That is, the author of Hebrews didn't invent his insights about the law, but rather restated what was already present and prophesied and understood in the Old Testament. Paul's statements about the law as tutor and about circumcision against the Judaizers who insisted Gentiles had to be circumcised before they could become Christians, these statements need to be understood not as a rejection of the law or its blessings, but rather as insights into the ways it was misapplied by some other Jews of his time. Rightly understood, the law of Moses was given by God as a means to guide his people and to help them live with each other and grow into deeper and more intimate and life-giving relationship with him. Let me just repeat that, because this is a really key understanding. Rightly understood, the law of Moses was given by God as a means to guide his people and to help them live with each other and grow into a deeper and more intimate and life-giving relationship with him. Now, with this in mind, let's begin to look at the nature and content of the covenant between God and Israel expressed in this Law of Moses. Recall that Genesis contains the covenant with Abraham. We move forward to the covenant now with Israel in the Law of Moses through these steps. Abraham and Sarah begat Isaac. Isaac and Rebekah begat Jacob. Jacob wrestles with God and is renamed Israel. Jacob, Israel, and Rachel beget Joseph, Joseph their son. Joseph's half-brothers sell Joseph into slavery in Egypt. Joseph rises to become ruler under the Pharaoh. Joseph's brothers, father, and families move to Egypt. They prosper and multiply. Later generations of pharaohs forget Joseph and fear the growing population of Israelite immigrants, and so they put them into slavery. 400 years pass in this process. Moses is born to an Israelite family, but becomes an Egyptian prince by adoption. God calls Moses to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. Pharaoh refuses to let them go and is beset by plagues. The Israelites place the blood of lambs on their door frames, and the Spirit of God passes over them, but takes the lives of the firstborn of the Egyptians. Pharaoh relents briefly. Moses leads the Israelites out of Egypt through the Red Sea. God makes a covenant with the Israelites, the law of Moses, the foundation of which is the Ten Commandments, 
plus many other instructions on how to live and worship. These are contained in Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. All of the provisions of the law are from these four books, though parts of it are anticipated in Genesis and unpacked by the writings and prophets, the biblical books of Joshua through Malachi, and also in the Talmud, a commentary on the scripture. Since this is the law that Jesus, Paul, and the author of Hebrews comment on, and that Christians often speak of disparagingly or in caricature, let's carefully consider its nature and key provisions. Rabbi Ronald Isaacs says this about it. Judaism has always been more a religion of action and deed than belief and creed. Learning was intended to lead to doing. To that end, Jewish conduct has been governed by a series of commandments, known in Hebrew as mitzvot. The singular of that is mitzvah. The scope of meaning of the word mitzvah is a wide one. It denotes commandment, law, obligation, and deed, while connoting goodness, value, piety, and even holiness. James, brother of Jesus, says this very pointedly. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but does not have works? Can this kind of faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacks daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and eat well, but you do not give them what the body needs, what good is it? So also faith if it does not have works, is dead by itself. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without works, and I will show you faith by my works. You believe that God is one well and good. Even the demons believe that and tremble with fear. But would you like evidence, you empty fellow, that faith without works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? You see that his faith was working together with his works, and his faith was perfected by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Now Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness, and he was called God's friend. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And similarly, was not Rahab the prostitute also justified by works when she welcomed the messengers and sent them out by another way? For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. That from James, brother of Jesus. More on covenant living in just a moment, but first this reminder that if you're using a Nook or a Kindle, you like ebooks, or a good old paperback is going to work for you, maybe you drive a lot and an audiobook is your preferred flavor, all of those are available for the title What We Believe and Why. And you can collect all of that together at whatwebelieveandwhy.com. More resources there. We encourage you to check it out. We'll be back with more in just a second. 